Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of This is a Thing. This week, we are chatting with Andrew Giordano. And if it is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. And you know what? I would love to know what you think. So please leave me a comment on my Carrie Pod Productions Facebook page or on CarriePod.com, or you can leave me a comment on iTunes. I would love to know your thoughts. Now, everyone, um, it is confession time. Uh, things got a little bonkers here at Wilson Studios, and this recording was delayed in its release. Now, don't get me wrong, Andrew's charm is timeless. No worries there. However, uh, we may be discussing some things that happened in the past as though they are present because they were when we recorded this. However, I still think that this is a super fun chat, and I hope you will too. Enjoy the interview. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of This Is A Thing. Today, I am speaking to Andrew Giordano. Andrew, how are you? I am great. I'm did very I... excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Did you I pronounce did your pronounce last name? did pronounce my name correctly. Yay! Yes. I did it. Giordano. Oh, I can't. Oh, that's Close enough. Let's see. Giordano. Close enough. I didn't roll my R properly. Right. Uh, it's not my heritage. Ciao. <laughs> Eccola. Uh, just starting off, listeners, if you hear any crazy sounds around us we are we've been given a delightful home in the stoneham theater however vanessa dunleavy friend of the show is doing a booty yoga class a couple doors down from us and there are rehearsals for laura the play that you should definitely buy tickets to um a couple doors down in the other direction and every now and then they're like screams and blood stuff. curdling screams yeah so we're all gonna roll with it it's gonna be great um andrew how's it going today how are you feeling? It's good, other than Mother Nature with her allergies. She ain't playing this year. She is not. Not playing. I think it's because our temperatures are like frightfully out of control. <clears throat> I just feel like, I know my sinuses in the past two weeks have like been blowing up and doing their own thing. I thought I was getting sick, and then I was like, no, I think things are blooming and then stopping and then blooming and whatever. I, I just know. graduated two Flonase today from Claritin, so we we shall see what happens tonight on stage. Do you get a certificate with that graduation? I do, or? and the okay. tassel too. Oh, fancy, yeah. with yeah. honors. And mucus green color. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just like the commercial with that those gross commercials. That was one, From right? Mucinex, yep. Yeah. That, those little men. <laughs> gross. Anyway, hi. Um, okay, I have a very important question to ask you. I'm curious what it's like to go through life looking sort of like a Disney prince, like in real life. Like very, if you've never seen Andrew, he's very square-jawed and like dark and handsome and tall. And I just, just tell me about that. A Disney prince? Wow, I guess the, that's is that how a first? I describe it. I played it. Gaston one, so I don't know if he's technically a prince, but he's definitely the, of the ilk of the I ilk, <laughs> yeah, or elk. elk. He likes elk. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, that's an odd question. I don't know. I've never considered myself Disney prince-esque, although I've played princes in the past. So Yeah. Well, now you know. You yeah. are. Okay, now that's I know. That's a type you can do. And if it doesn't work out, I will move to Orlando and book a gig. You like Florida, I right? do. I do like Florida. Um, so you're originally from I'm Burlington. From Burlington, Massachusetts. Okay. And then, but do you spend part of the year in Florida? You know, it's weird. Um, I'm from Burlington. I Grew up there. I went to high school in Lexington, Massachusetts, college at BOCO, Boston Conservatory, originally Westminster Choir College, where I thought I was going to be an opera singer. A couple of months of that, literally woke up after seeing my first opera in New York City and transferred. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, lost a whole semester of tuition. Um, but 
A few years ago, I was working down at the Riverside Theater in Vero Beach, Florida. One season I did Les Mis, the next season I did Miss Saigon. And I really enjoyed being in Florida in the winter, especially Ah. when it was sub-zero temperatures in New York City and Boston. So I decided um, to move last winter to Fort Lauderdale just for a break, a mental break. Um, I worked remotely from Starbucks for a business that I have in New York. And while I enjoyed the weather... After a while, the lack of culture, et cetera, kind of got to me. So I decided to come back and stay here this winter, which it really hasn't been that bad of a winter. So no. I'm very lucky. Yeah. So I do enjoy Florida. Full-time, no. I'm trying to get to L.A. eventually, uh, kind of on a part-time yeah. basis. So that's that's where I will get my fill of sunshine in the winter months, hopefully. That's really cool. Um I was going to say, like, if you uh, winter in Florida, are you like a junior snowbird or something? Because uh, <laughs> you're not quite what old is that? enough to like be a official. Little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so many questions I just thought of. Okay, so you talked about moving to L.A. just while I think about it. So I was Googling Andrew Giordano's. And have you done film? There's like an IMDb for one, but I was like, is this him? There's no picture. Anything. No, that's someone else. Oh, I, okay. I don't know who it is, but I don't think he's Union. I, th- I have the name for Equity and SAG-AFTRA. Oh. So I think he's a non-Union actor. So that I think I got it. No, I got it. I have, I have the name, so oh, it's so good. Yeah, can't. so he can't. So he'd have to take me down. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Is there a battle? <laughs> Do you fight like a... I'd like to see a duel. A duel. For names. Okay. Yeah. Would know. you use a pen? A calligraphy pen with a quill? No, I think it's uh, <laughs> like stage swords or something. Okay. Like useless wooden stage swords. This is probably not going to catch okay. on. It's not going <laughs> to become a thing. Um, cool. So your business in New York, is that Step It Up? Step It Up classes, yes. What I did was I started a business where in New York City, I produce musical theater audition classes for actors, and I hire casting directors from all the big Broadway casting agencies, um, associate and resident directors of Broadway shows, as well as theatrical agents to actually teach how to audition for a musical. Um, I have everyone from the associate director of Wicked, Jersey Boys, Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, Book of Mormon. Really exciting. Really great classes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I basically do everything except actually teach the class. Um, And so I do that. I can do that from anywhere. That's what I did last year while I was in Florida. I just had friends actually go and facilitate the actual classes when I wasn't there. And I'm able to do that while I'm doing shows because I have really great relationships with all the people that teach for me. Um, so it's been a great, it's my quote unquote survival job. Ah, yeah, which that's is a fantastic. Good one. I love it. You have to create your own in this business. You have to. So, how did you come up with that? Like, what spawned the idea? Spawn? I don't, yeah, I yeah. spawned. I just honestly, <laughs> I do not know. I might have taken a couple of classes where I felt that, okay, I just paid a lot of money to audition and I know that there's a better way to do these classes. So I reached out to one casting director from Telsey and we came up with a format for her class. And then while I was doing Les Mis at the Agunquit Playhouse, um, the director of the current revival of Les Mis, the associate director, um, who was also the associate of Lion King 
and I think that's it right now, um, and of the upcoming Miss Saigon. He came to see the show, and we went to dinner because his good friend was our director, and he put me in touch with someone from Tara Rubin's office saying, this person is a phenomenal teacher. So I reached out to him, and we came up with a format, and then I just started to go through the list of people that I would like to do classes for me, and um, it's all about the learning. It's really about the education of what you get while you're in the room working with them one-on-one compared to a couple of studios that they'll just get people that want the paycheck and you don't really learn a lot. So Mm -hmm. these are actual classes. I try to stay away from the the paid audition route. And I know that the Casting Society of America is really cracking down now on those types of classes. That's good because you can waste a lot of money. And time. Yeah, yeah. And time. So that's my survival job. Step It Up Classes Facebook page. (laughs) Um, So what do you, I mean, not that you're going to give away all the tips, but what do you feel like, I mean, you're around those people and you're around the classes. What do you feel are some like really important core ideas you've picked up along the way? The acting is more important than the singing. They'll always go with a stronger actor than a stronger singer. If you do not tell an honest story while you are singing, it's not going to end up in a booking. I would say for 99% of the shows and Thanks. So that's what I've really, because I was originally a voice major, opera, leaning that direction. Mm-hmm. And then when I started s- sitting in on these classes, I realized, wow, I really need to reevaluate all of my audition material and rework all of the acting. Wow. So I think that's the most important thing. That's a good tip. Yeah. It's really, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, you'll, you can tell when someone's really in it in an audition situation. Yeah, because I think it's so easy, um, especially like if you're in an audition where, you know, you got the music 10 minutes ago or something, it's so easy to get caught up in, or I can speak for myself, mm-hmm. but I feel like other people feel this way, like in, you know, am I singing the right notes? Am I on pitch? Is the, are am I saying the words that are actually on this page, but you forget about acting mm-hmm. then and you're basically giving exactly. them like a weird Whereas voice if, lesson or something exactly you know? well, whereas if you make a strong acting choice it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong if they're smart behind the table they'll realize you made an acting choice and then they will give you direction if it's not what they were looking for hmm. so all right i'm taking that one take it <laughs> and i'm a ter- i'm a nervous i get in my head in auditions so that's one thing that i always have to remember just commit to whatever your the story that you're telling and hopefully that'll guide you to good vocals etc yeah. So if you're in an audition and you feel like you're in your head, like, do you have any special ways you get out of there? No. Usually it's <laughs> like if, uh, I, yeah, I, the type of auditioner I am, I kind of had this weird sixth sense when I hear about an audition. I kind of know if I'm going to book it or not. Hmm. Or I know if it's going to go well, even if I don't book it. But there sure. are times when I'm just like, oh, no, not going well. Okay. Kiss this one. Goodbye. Try to do, do whatever you can to save it. Yeah. yeah. Have a strong finish to your song. Because that's yeah. what they remember. That that's a good that is a good one too. Strong yeah. beginning, strong finish. They usually forget the middle the part. Middle. <laughs> <laughs> that's reassuring because I definitely I know exactly what you mean. Like times when you're sitting or standing or whatever you're doing in the audition, but in the middle you're like, oh, this I'm not gonna get. What this. am I having for dinner tonight? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you have to finish it anyway. So you're like, oh, oh shoot. <laughs> like I wish you could thank yourself sometimes mid audition and just be like, you know what? Just thank you, yeah, everybody. Exactly. I'm gonna go. But um, no, you're right. That's that's good because the final impression, and sometimes even if you're not right for that particular thing, maybe the way that you have um, 
composed yourself in the room. That's not the word that I'm really looking for. But lets them know, like, oh, okay, this is a person that we would want to call in again for something else. Where they're maybe, yeah, the right fit there. Yep. So it is always good to not just be like, oh, I'm not getting this, and then leave it I've, on a weak note. You I've know? booked shows from other auditions. I was auditioning for something. I didn't get that, but I booked something else because of that audition because yeah. I fit the right puzzle piece for the other project. Yeah. So. Great tips. Um, that is, that's really cool. Uh, so you, as well as your um, Step It Up business. So Shauna Saron was on the podcast and I called her a Zumba master. From what I understand of your skill level, I feel like you're like a Zumba sensei. Zumba. Oh, that's a good one. Zumba Lord? I no. don't know. What, like, the <laughs> I'm a Zumba enthusiast. <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew that would come up, Zumba, eventually. Yes, I. Um, a few years ago, I fell into Zumba fitness. I've always been into fitness and had my um, group exercise certification to teach group X classes, but I found Zumba and I don't want it's changed my life. I hate that saying, but. I've met some amazing people through the program, including um, my friend Natalie, who's become like a sister wow. to me. She's literally family. Phenomenal. Um, but it's just been a great way to stay in shape and burn calories without looking at a clock. And it's it's a phenomenal program. I still have never tried it. You, sh- you need to. It seems like I would like it. You would love it. But I feel... Somehow intimidated because it feels it feels almost like the idea of going to a dance class where everybody else is there like every week and so they just start and everybody's like doing the combination and knowing what they're doing and you're just flailing in the back. That's how I feel I would be if I went. It all depends on your instructor. If they're teaching the program correctly and they know how to uh, visually cue and they follow the Zumba formula in terms of how to choreograph a song, then you will have no problems. And if they keep the same playlist for four to five weeks, rotating a couple of songs in and out each month, Mm -hmm. then you're totally good. And the good thing about doing the same playlist is that you'll finally know the choreography and you can exercise even harder, burning more calories. Sweet. Okay. So I'll I'll hook you up with some good people. Oh, do that. Yeah. Um, Wait, so do you... So do you teach I am an master inst- class? No, I am an no. instructor, but because of my schedule and my life, it's so hard to commit. I've had several gyms and studios wanting me to teach regularly on their mm-hmm. schedule. I just can't. Oh. I'd be that person that's always subbing out, and yeah. then you lose students that way. Sure. So I do a lot of master classes and events with other instructors. For uh, Zumba raises millions of dollars from all kinds of charities, from breast cancer to autism, um, and so I do a lot of those events, go and teach a couple of songs with maybe 10 other instructors. Oh, that's Things cool. Things like that. It's, re- it's really great. Like the Zumba conference. There is a Zumba. <laughs> there is actually a Zumba convention in Orlando really? every year. And 10,000 instructors from around the world come. It's crazy. It's insane. It's, it's the most energy you will ever feel in your life anywhere. That sounds yeah. really it's, fun. It's, it's amazing. So a lot of strong just, personalities. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you just exercise all day or do you take like workshops on there are all kinds of workshops the first year that I went I left with numb legs because I was dancing and exercising probably eight hours a day wow for four days oh my gosh and then I was a part of the Broadway team um, presenting a whole Broadway workshop of incorporating Broadway music into your playlist and stuff like that oh I was like there's a Broadway Zumba team yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) can you imagine (laughs) so yeah no because in my classes I do like You Can't Stop the Beat and a few other a few other fun songs oh that's really neat it's great 
Do you have Zumba gear? I asked Shauna this, so I feel like I have to ask you this too. I have Zumba attire, but the thing is, I pretty much in life only wear black or <laughs> navy blue. So they have their Zumba's known for very bright colors. They sure are. <laughs> they don't make a lot of all black or predominantly black clothes. So I have a like five of the same T-shirt that I just rotate. I have a few things. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just didn't know it was. <laughs> but a there thing. was a lot. A lot. It's called the Zumba wear. There's a whole shop. It's. Yeah, I was very um, surprised yeah, so when I was doing some research. I was like, "There, this is like a whole. It's a whole gap. world. Just it's the number the number one fitness program in the world. It has been for several consecutive years. It's one of the biggest companies. It's over a billion dollar corporation. It's fun. and it all started on an idea in like I think two thousand dollars. Oh my yeah. gosh! I wish that was my idea. exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> I need that idea. <laughs> I think we should say how we met before we forget. Oh, I think yeah, this is yeah. funny. And it now is funny. a few years later, here we are. You can tell it. Okay, so I was in Starbucks in Boston mm-hmm. on Tremont Street in West Canton. Yes. And I was sitting at the table working on filling classes for New York. Mm-hmm. And you were sitting next to me. I sure was. And I don't remember how we started talking. Maybe we were looking I, at sides. I don't know. We were both waiting to go back to the same callback. No, I didn't. I wasn't no? auditioning for that. Oh. You were. I remember. Okay, well, you were I going to waiting, an audition. Yeah, I was waiting. I was in between an audition and a callback. And um, so I was at that Starbucks on my little laptop. And I recognized you from See What I Want to See. Okay. Yes. Um, it, that I had seen. Right? You yep. did that at Lyric. At Lyric. Uh, with Amy Jordy, yes. another friend of the show. Uh, so I think I just turned to you because I, I really liked that production. And I was like, hey, this is weird. But were you in the show? Because I really liked it. And you were really good. And then you were very friendly. Because um, some people would just be like, yeah, that was me. And then turn the other way. But then we just started talking. And then you were like, friend me on Facebook. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right then and there. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was nice. And now we're doing a show together. Yay! Which closes this Sunday. Critics it, pick Boston Globe, sweet charity. That's true. And unfortunately, I think by the time this comes out, it will It'll be, be over. closed. Okay. So it, I'm sorry if you missed out. I'm, I'm just sad for you. Yeah. We were really great. <laughs> Actually, I can say our charity and Andrew are every... Yes, everyone's delightful. I don't want to speak for myself, but I am surrounded by amazing performers. Um, let's take a little break and come right back. I forgot to tell you some things earlier. Number one, your hair looks so good today. Like, really great. Like, I don't know if you got a new conditioner or some other type of emollient or or something that you're using in it, but I mean, you look fantastic. Um, Here's a couple of other things I wanted to share with you. If you have any questions or comments about the show, suggestions for guests, or you just want to tell me how much you love it, uh, you can email me at carriepodnow at gmail.com. You can also look up my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash thisisathing. We are also on Instagram. You can find me at carriepod. Um, Or on Twitter, it's at carriepod there as well. I would love to hear from you, and thanks so much for listening. Bye. And we're back. Andrew, thank you for that mini Zumba class during the break. I feel really great now. You look, look how sweaty you are. Wow. Yeah, I don't glow. I sweat like a disaster of a person, actually. (laughs) That is real. Um, The mini Zumba class part was a lie, but the sweating part is very real and very upsetting when I'm in auditions. (laughs)
Um, so you have, we've talked about like your Zumba career is the word I'm using and your business, but you have a couple of other businesses too, right? Yes. Like I said, you have to create your own. Mm -hmm. So, um, I started with a colleague, um, a corporate entertainment act called Tenors Undercover. And what we do, there are three of us. It's kind of in the style of the three tenors. We are hired, um, to go to gala events, corporate events, private parties and stuff, and we pose as staff members of the different events. Um, one person will pose as kind of the um, event specialist or maitre d'. I pose as a waiter, and another guy poses as a chef. And we're, <laughs> two of them are Italian characters, and I'm Vinny from Brooklyn. Or if we do it in Boston, sometimes I'll be Vinny from the, the, the North End with the, with the Boston accent. But we do most of the stuff outside of Massachusetts. And um, we infiltrate with the guests when they come in, make them actually think that we work there and the other two are from Italy and they have accents. And as the dinner is actually happening, we do a 25-minute surprise three-tenor show with Broadway opera and Rat Pack music. Oh, my god! It's really, really fun. That's incredible. It's really, really fun. I'm not going to lie. When you started to say Rat Pack for a minute, I was hoping you would say rap. Oh, yeah, that too. But... (laughs) Um, that's amazing. How do people respond? They go crazy because we surprise them. If you say, oh, three guys are going to come in and sing for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. But because we literally take them by surprise. I remember there was this one gig that I was doing and some guests don't realize how, what's the proper non-swearing word? Um, dicky they can be. And uh, (laughs) one guy was just so rude to me the whole time and was wanted me to get him this and his girlfriend and it wasn't even my quote-unquote table Mm -hmm. and so at one point when the show started I literally had the microphone and I went and I sat on his lap (laughs) and was singing to his girlfriend (laughs) and afterwards he's like you got me I I bit my tongue because he was not the nicest person to someone in the service industry but it's they go crazy they go crazy we got five standing ovations once in 25 minutes wow How do you, so how do you, how do you market yourself? Um, we are online, tennisundercover.com, and we know a lot of event planners and stuff like that. Do it. I do it with two other actors, and we just do it intermittently th- between gigs and stuff like that. That's so done fun. on cruise ships and all that stuff. So, so um, I'm sorry if you already said this. Did you start? The yes, business? my you friend, did. my okay. friend, and uh, my friend and I did. How did you come up with that idea? Magic. Just the news. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and <laughs> wow. so that, and then I have another friend that uh, we're writing a cabaret act to book together on cruise ships. And then eventually we'll, once that takes off and we bank some cash from that, then we'll start writing other acts and stuff. I want to start a production company with him. So, and he's based out of Fort Lauderdale. So it's reason to go to Florida in the winter or whenever. And you love it yeah. there. It's perfect. You're very ambitious. Have you always been like this? Yes. Focused and I'm a Gemini. I'm I get bored so easily. That's why I love doing regional theater. You're done in eight weeks, six weeks, and you get to move on to the next project. Yeah. Um, but my, I someone called me. You're an entrepreneur with like a beer budget. So yeah, Which I can see that. Yeah, when I try to when I'm trying to start something. So, but I love creating stuff. That's really yeah. I love that. I think, yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah, I mean, you do your podcast. Yeah, which I mean is, um, let me tell you the millions I've yeah, made so I know. far. <laughs> you should, you should see <laughs> the diamond she's wearing. You don't even know. Um, 
yeah, I'm gonna get a Corvette next week with okay. all this a little cash red one. that I'm swimming in. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. and she's you're wearing purple. Oh, Prince, and it's raining. Oh, okay, okay, so all right. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I, I don't usually get very upset about celebrity death. Like lot. I'm like it's sad, but for some reason that one hit me really yeah, we've hard. Had a I was lot. like Prince, yeah. no, Whitney, Michael, Prince. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and then I want to start like. I'm talking to some very wealthy friends to see if they want to produce some shows, maybe around here, maybe in Florida. So cool. we'll see. I always have an idea. I love it. So you said um, you like the shorter schedules of like regional theater. Mm-hmm. So what's the longest run you've done of something like the I longest guess time? When I was on Broadway, it was open ended. So yeah, it's just. I mean, I, if it's the right show, mm-hmm. there are a few shows that I could do forever and never get tired of them. Ever, ever, ever. So so how did you do, though, when you were on Broadway? It was great. Yeah. It was amazing. And well, that's I mean, exactly, Broadway. AS Broadway is the show I wanted to be in. So I'm like <laughs> yeah. praying for a couple of shows on my bucket list that I'm praying that they eventually happen. Then I would be very happy. Yeah. And tell people what, what you were on the Broadway in. Doing um, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Sunset Boulevard. Ugh. Sounds great. It was great. Julie. Yeah. It was my first show. My first Broadway gig. My first union show. That's how I got my card. It was That's fun. That's such a great it was way good. to get it. Was it was good. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm filled with jealousy, so it's making me pause. So what, are, what shows are on your bucket list? Um, some are shows. Some are roles. Um, the number one is Phantom of the Opera. I want to play Raoul. And the Phantom eventually, but Raul is my number one bucket list role. Um, so I've been working on that. I have all the audition materials because I've been in for it and will hopefully go in again. The problem is with contracts like that, few people leave. Yeah, yeah. The stay. gravy train, they call it. So uh-huh. always driving around, vocalizing to that score, and hopefully someday. It's like the when secret. It's meant to ha- you speak exactly. It when it's meant to be, I'm, I'm yeah. a firm believer of when it's meant to happen it'll happen you don't get one show that you really want and then another door opens for another show and you have such an amazing time so you weren't meant to get that first show mm. that you really wanted so i'm that's kind of the way that's my belief system that's so a there's way to think that about it. um lame is my favorite show i've done it three four three times and that's just one of the shows that i, I could never get sick of doing what and, role um, i played oh my gosh the first two times i played um the student comp fair and um, the role Bama Tabois, who is the one that um, beats up Fontaine. It's oh, a great geez. role. It's a, I love it. And then the last time I did it, I played Javert. Is which that was your, fantastic. what your heart wants? Or what is your, like, if you were to do it again, is there a different role that you it, really, no, I just really love, want to play? It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. That's one of those shows that yeah. I would do whatever. I think so. I have shows like that, and Lame is. is is one that mm-hmm. I'm like, if I ever got the opportunity to do that, I think I'd be a tree. Like if I got to stand <laughs> in that, the I call it like the wall of sound that like washes over mm-hmm. you when you're just on stage singing it. Kind of feel the same way about ragtime. I just think oh the God. music's so beautiful that, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will be a Sarah any day of the week if anyone's out there, just so you know. But <laughs> um, being in the ensemble in that show, it's just the music's so gorgeous that you're like, I really don't, I don't mind right now that I have no lines. Like, that's- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, sorry. What else? Oh is no, on your that's list? that's the Phantom is my number one. Um, I want to someday uh, play Carl Magnus and Night Music, oh, which would be fun. That'd yeah. just be fun. It'd be a role that I could do. Um, Billy Flynn in Chicago. Although I would love to be in the ensemble and understudy it, just so you could. 
be in all those great numbers yeah. and do all yeah. that jazz. And um, I want to play the ensemble track that's the jury at the end uh, when they're in the courtroom <laughs> soon. That's one guy gets to play every character on the jury. It's so much oh, fun. Right. So that's kind of like, oh, that would be really fun. And cover Billy Flynn. And then what? eventually play Billy Flynn um, I know this is going to sound crazy but I want to do Nonsense Amen and play Sister Robert Ann <laughs> I don't I know why I wanted that's such a great I just love that show so I've never seen it but I know that there's all male version of Nonsense and yeah. I want to I do it um, what else Jersey Boys uh, I've always wanted to play Bobby in Company but only to the, re- the main reason is to be able to sing Being Alive in the context of the show yes. that's the reason t- for me to want to do that show yeah. That, so somewhere, someday. Um, I guess that's it. I, I've gotten to play so many roles that I've loved, like Edward Rutledge in 1776, Aldolfo in Drowsy Chaperone, Trevor Graydon in Millie, which is probably my favorite thing. That's a really I've great ever part for done. you. Oh my God. Yeah. It's almost like it was written for me. It mm-hmm. was crazy. <laughs> so I did it here at the Stoneham Theater. Yes. So we love anyway. the Stoneham Theater. Um, so. I think that's a great list, and I love that. Uh, I feel like what that list tells me is that you know yourself really well as a performer because all like every part, like you say that part, I'm like, oh yeah, of course, of course you'd be Billy Flynn. Like that makes perfect sense. And I think that's um, interesting because in other conversations that we've had on this podcast, we kind of talk about like finding your type and um, how that can be a struggle sometimes along the way because you're kind of contending with the way that people perceive you and the way you perceive yourself and like where that intersects and how that can be uncomfortable at times because you're like no 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 I'm I'm a really um intellectual character and then they're like no 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 you're the floozy or you know whatever it is sometimes you're like I I need to sit in a room and like think about this for a while yeah um (laughs) but yeah your list is like I know myself and that's a really great thing yeah there are a couple of roles that I've played that I was like oh, this is going to be interesting, but you always have to find a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Whether it's bring a little bit of your own personality to it or just go completely opposite of what you usually do. But it's funny, today I was talking to my friend on the phone, and I don't remember the exact reason, but I said to her, I know what I'm right for, both on stage and off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good in life too because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm there in life I feel like I'm getting there on stage, every day but every day you get a little closer yeah one of these days I'll have it all figured out question mark I hope well let's play a little Uh-oh. silly game uh I don't know if you've listened to any of the podcast at all but uh this game doesn't have a name because I don't name things all the time the way this works is I'm laying out these cards for you Um, You need to pick three cards, and from these three cards, come up with the name of a production, um, give like a a brief synopsis of it, and then, (laughs) um, if you could see his face, everyone, he's kind of freaking out, Um, and... uh, Wait, what did I say? The name of a production? Oh, and the genre. So, like, it could be a straight play. It could be a musical. It could be, like, a ballet, a spoken word poem, like, whatever you would like to do, a movement piece, um, whatever you want. Okay, so pick your cards. Okay, well, you'll guide me through it. I will, yes. We will review. All three at the same time or one at a time? All three at the same time. Oh, I can't decide those two. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Uh, 
So he has picked a baby, movie theater, and a nightclub. So <laughs> from these three things, um, come up with a production. Uh, so you need to name the production, come up with like a little just an outline of what it's about, and then tell us like what genre it is. Take your time. Okay, let me see if I get this straight. Okay. I come up with one production name yes. based on these three the, yes, things. Yes, all three things are in that production. Then and now. Ooh, okay. I'm in. Let's okay. Go. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and now I give you a synopsis? Yes. I don't know what the genre is yet, but maybe from the synopsis we'll come up with it. Okay. Um, a couple. Okay. They meet in middle school. Mm-hmm. They go to the eighth grade dance together. I love it. Okay. One of them, I can't decide who, moves away because their father's in the military. So they spend their teenage years in Japan. Ooh, okay. They come back. They're both at Pepperdine. College. Okay. Oh, so specific. Yes, okay. I don't know why. Let's Specificity, people, get your jobs. <laughs> um, and they're both botany majors. Okay. Why not? I love that. And they don't realize that they're in each other's life. They that they don't realize that they're the same person because they, have, they haven't seen each other since eighth grade. Okay. Um. After their date in eighth grade, they went to. The movies uh-huh. at a movie theater and yeah. things that shouldn't happen when your eighth grade happened. Okay. And then, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Holding the card, this is baby. We're yeah. going to change that. Um, <laughs> they then in college are at a friend's birthday party at a nightclub. And they figure out that they have met before and that they are from each other's past. Okay. They have a baby and they both die in a train wreck. Oh, oh, oh God, so dark. <laughs> the baby survives. Oh, no. I have no idea where this is going. What is the genre? I don't know. If, uh, I mean, it's up to you. I like that's a it's either a play or a or like a short film or or, or oh a short film or a mini series oh mini mini series yes. yeah mini series yes I okay like that and then the last shot is the baby grown up to eighth grade going to the eighth grade dance and whoever they go with has the same name as the mother or father. I don't know if the baby's a boy or a girl. That's to be determined. Wow. I mean, because maybe it's a transgendered baby. Yeah. Why maybe. not? Yeah. Hey, 2016. Yes. Anything. And they can use yeah. whatever bathroom they want. That- <laughs> yes. Um, that was a lot to deal with, even for myself. <laughs> no, I, I liked all of it. Um, I think. I think people will cry. Okay. Like I think people are in tears by that last okay. episode of the mini. Like it's it's like the thorn birds, you know, where you just you're like, well, this is crazy, but everything's happening, and I'm so into it, and I'm 
I'm weeping, even though this is the most ridiculous story ever. You know, it's like that. Which thorn birds, mm, kids. If you don't know what it, it's on Netflix, look it up and watch it. It's good. <laughs> or YouTube. Or oh, you can find Probably. it all on YouTube. You can find everything on YouTube. Oh, I think I watched the Thorn Birds on Netflix um, when Netflix still came on DVDs. <laughs> um, and I remember I had to like wait a long time because at one point I got one of the episodes and then it was scratched and I was like very upset. I was like, I need what is happening. Um, but anyway, excellent. Uh, I think you did a great job okay. with the game, and I really this podcast. Um, Aside from spotlighting performers and artistic people in the Boston area, I really just want this to be an incubator for totally feasible ideas that could be launched. Uh, we've come up with some really great ones so far. Yeah. And any day now, they're going to be out there. Let me know how that one works out. I, I will. We're going to need some cash, but I, we'll find the right people. Um, great. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, oh, question for you. You like podcasts, yes? Yes. How do you listen to your podcasts when you listen to them? On my iPhone. Ah. There's a podcast button. Yes, it's so easy, right? Yes. I feel like a lot of people don't know that if you have an iPhone, there's a little podcast app right there, and you can download it directly into your phone. You could even search for This Is A Thing on your iPhone, and uh, just download it, subscribe to the podcast, so it will show up in your feed Every week when I post a new one. Just throwing that out there for everyone. If you don't have an iPhone, you can also find this podcast on Stitcher. You can find it directly through the Facebook link, which is Facebook slash This Is A Thing. Or you can go straight to carrypod.com and subscribe to my RSS feed. So do you see, Andrew, I just tricked you into helping me tell everybody how they can listen to this podcast. Thank you for doing that. No problem. Um, does anyone, do you ever have a nickname? Does anyone call um, you like? Drew. Drew? Yeah. Most people out of the business call me Drew. Oh, Started in high school. I transferred high schools in 11th grade, and my two best friends ended up being twin sisters. And one day, they literally walked into school and said, we decided we're going to call you Drew from now on. And that stuck with a lot of people. Wow. Yeah. I could see you as a Drew. Never Andy. Well, earlier today, I was literally in my house, and I was just like thinking about this interview, and I was like, I wonder if anyone calls him Andy. And then I kind of pictured you either slapping someone or punching them. I couldn't decide which one, but I was like, I don't, I do not think he's an Andy. I think that he would find that very upsetting. (laughs) No. Good to know that I was right. (laughs) Um, Well, is there anything else that you want people to know? Where can people find you or see you next? I don't know. I've been going from show to show for years now, and it's kind of nice not having anything just in time for Especially summer, Especially for too. summer. Mm. I think I'm just going to um, stay based out of my parents' house in Massachusetts until September mm-hmm. before heading back to the Big Apple. Excellent. And uh, just travel. Sweet. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, you have all of these businesses, so we can put the links to those in the show notes. I won't make you list sure. out all of them for everybody here. Uh, but, oh, finally, um, every week uh, I like to use a sign-off line. I refuse to make it up myself. I put my guest on the spot. What do you think I should sign off with this week? Bye, Carrie! (laughs) That's a private joke from our backstage (laughs) moments at Sweet Charity. (laughs) I... (laughs) It shouldn't make me laugh so hard, but it does, and I don't know why. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> we can go with that. Okay, let's do it together. Okay. That'll be the good thing. Okay. One, two. Bye, Bye Carrie! Carrie! Bye, everybody. <laughs>